0: Hey everyone, it's Sean.
1: Hey, this is Ryan. Hello, my name is Evan.
0: What's up, people? This is Chris. I'm your co-host, Rodney, and welcome to the Million Volt League Podcast. Let's get struck. MVL, the the, the
1: Million Volt League Podcast.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Million Volt League Podcast. My name is Rodney, and let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. And we have a special guest today as well. (laughs) You guys have to say names?
2: Um, I'm Aiden. I'm Carrie-Anne.
0: And we have Carrie Ann Thomas. Today is December 14, 2019, nearing the end of the year and the beginning of a new season as well. Because the last couple of episodes we haven't really officially put out yet, but we do have plans for those. But I mean, it literally is a new season too. it being winter and all. Has the weather really affected you too much here? Not really.
2: Um, A little. So I live in Brooklyn and it hasn't been... There's been very little snow, um, but I'm kind of like ready for a snowstorm. Like, you know, when you get excited for like the first big storm, we haven't really gotten that yet. So it's just been kind of like gross, uh, muggy, rainy weather.
0: Yeah, I I understand. Because from when I was growing up, I was actually born and raised in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. as well. Like my family was back and forth from there. Aiden, I believe you're from the city, too, as well, right? Yeah,
1: I'm um, from my haven.
0: Oh, Mount ha- uh, Mount Haven yes. is that's South Bronx, so I'm thinking of somewhere else. That's South Bronx. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, okay, South Bronx, South Bronx. <laughs> My apologies. Okay, it's not really affecting me too much either, but yeah, I figured I'd come out of it.
1: I felt like, um, well, I was at least like there was a few days where like no school or delays. Uh-huh. I, I I live in, currently in Carmel, and I guess I'm more there like the roads were snowy and it was more snow there.
2: Did you guys get a lot of snow up here?
1: Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> uh, it's one thing about this area where we're recording at
0: it's like snow falls way heavier up here than yeah. in the city. It's like all over the place. And snow is not bad. It's just with the traffic and black ice yeah. and Yeah. And it's like it's problematic.
2: Yeah. What do you what do you guys usually do when it's when you're stuck in the snow?
0: Mm, usually when I'm stuck in the snow, I stay indoors or if my roommate's there, we go and shovel and we get a little side money. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Cool.
0: It's like uber shoveling. But, um, <laughs> so I had heard from a lot of your friends, a lot of people, they were very hyped for today because you um, have created a lot of playlists on Spotify and you also <laughs> are an executive producer for a lot of podcasts. And us here, I guess, per se, as a beginner podcast, you know, we just started to come out the water. Um, uh-huh. I, if you can tell us a little bit about that experience that you've had. Sure.
2: Yeah. Well, I think that you guys are doing a really good job. I wouldn't, I would say that you guys are far, um, not beginners anymore. This is a serious, we're sitting in a room with like some serious equipment, some really good equipment. You guys got a soundboard. It's going into the laptop. We all got microphones and headphones. I'm really impressed. But, um, so I, I, my day job, my, my Monday through Friday, I make podcasts for a living. Um, and I've made all sorts, all sorts of podcasts from all different topics and I'm a producer. So I'm doing all of the reporting and interviewing. So like what you guys are doing, I do a lot of also, um, a lot of research and trying to find interesting stories. Um, so that's, that's what I do. And I got into it. I was really, I went to college and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't really have like a, a career path in mind, but I really wanted to join my college radio station because I really liked making playlists and listening to music and sharing music with people. So that's why I joined college radio. And then when I was in college radio, it was so much fun. Everybody was very cool. Uh, really like down to chat and listen to music and talk about music. And, uh, it was like, a a aha moment for me where I was like, Oh, I think I want to do this. So then I worked in uh, radio. I used to, I'm from Long Island and I worked at a radio station on Long Island and, uh, did some work at Sirius XM, which is another radio, uh, station. Um, so I did all that. And then now I'm just making podcasts. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. Actually. I'm very proud of that. And, um, I guess a bit of a round the table question. Um, what would everyone say their favorite genre or favorite genres plural of music would be? Aiden, you want to start and yeah. go this way?
1: Um, I would have to say, I, I like old music, but that's low key <laughs> so um I like mostly rap, but I also like, I like certain genres when they mix a little bit. But sometimes you got to find the certain genres to mix. Like you can't just take rock and gospel. You got to like find the certain ones and maybe it would just fix. Um, my favorite would have to be definitely rap because I feel like there's certain things where it's like kind of singing, the same things like rap, R&B, where it's like it's a mix of a lot. Cool.
0: All right, um, I'll go next. I mean, for me personally, I can choose from a lot of different genres. I've, I'd i say I'm pretty well-rounded. I'm kind of all over the place. Like one day I'll be listening to one genre one day I'll be listening to another. But every once in a while, I mean, this does sound corny and I haven't really done it in recent. I've been busy a lot with day jobs and stuff as well. But I would say poetry. I mean, it kind of is just music and writing, you know. It's just words and stories and ideas. It's all just written written laid out like back when I was in like primary school elementary all that we had to do like a lot of assignments and I would like look up the names of the books they use in the test and read them afterward to see like what stuff was in there and they changed it a lot to make it more difficult than it actually was (laughs) okay um hey mind if I ask you a question uh like how long have you been like podcasting with uh MVL since we started because I think I had started like when the idea first came around, like about two years ago, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you seriously, like, what? Um, like month?
0: Oh, true, true. So my bad um, reason I asked that was cause, um, well, there are people that have like a lot more experience with it. Some mm-hmm. people are more like extroverted, and comfortable with talking and some people are more introverted. So it takes a little bit out of them. But what would you say? Like before all the stuff in the big happened, what would you say? Like podcasting when you first started out, it was like,
2: Hmm. Really scary. I, I was really scared when I first started, um, making podcasts and going on the radio. I was very, very scared. Um, I, I have always been pretty extroverted. Like I, you know, I'm pretty good at chatting with people, but, uh, there was something that was really scary about not seeing anyone on the other side, you know, when you're having a conversation, just me and you, I see how you're reacting and I can like kind of go off of your cues and kind of like we have a conversation, but on the radio, like my first, my first show that I ever did, it was just a music show where I would play some music and then talk about the music that I picked. And, um, it was really weird, like speaking into a microphone to kind of like the abyss, like there was nothing, you know, it was just like talking to the world, you know? Um, so I think that I was really like shy and like, didn't know how to do things, you know, to, didn't know how to like do all this on board stuff. And it was like really intimidating. Um, but like anything, right. Practice Uh, practice makes perfect. And I like stuck with it and got a little bit more comfortable and started having co-hosts, which was really helpful because I think I need, I needed that. Like I needed someone to kind of riff with and, and kind of like share, share the moment with, um, and the conversation with. So, uh, it started getting a little easier when I had someone to be there with me and help me. Um, and then now I don't do too much on the mic stuff. Um, so cause I'm a little bit more behind the scenes, but now that I'm kind of behind the scenes, whenever I get to be in front of the microphone, I'm like so excited. I'm like so excited to <laughs> chat and like, you know, it's nice to, it's nice to kind of mix it up and do both.
1: So other than podcasting, did you have any like things that you wanted to like maybe dreamt of or like wanted to pursue before podcasting?
2: Mm, interesting. Um, yeah, I think when I was younger, I. I used to be a dancer mm-hmm. um, and it was something that I really loved and something that like I always stuck with, you know, when I was younger, I played some sports, like I was really into basketball and that kind of stuff. But i um, up um, and I still miss it, you know, like I think that uh, it would have been fun to pursue a little bit more. Um, other than that, like I think that most of the things I've always been interested in like relate to radio and in some sense, like I've always been into music and music and radio go pretty hand in hand. Um, and I've, I'm really into like good, good stories and like good conversations, Mm -hmm. um, which is like a huge part of our job. And, uh, so I think that, I think that like I'm doing the right thing, you know, but, um, it definitely, sometimes I do ask myself, like, I'm like, Oh, well maybe there's something else out in the,
1: so when you were a podcast, what were like? What would you like your favorite things to talk about, like topics?
2: Um, so when I was doing my radio show in college, yeah. I'll start there. So when I was uh, doing that, I I really loved talking about music and specifically, like, I would have people come in to my show and have them like kind of prepare their own playlist. Sometimes I would give them a topic, so like maybe it was Valentine's Day, and I'd be like make a playlist of your favorite love songs or your favorite breakup songs or something. And then what we would do is like, we would play the song and then we would, I would ask them a little bit about why they chose that song and kind of the story behind it. Um, And those are like, that's my favorite thing I think to talk about is like, like, the stories behind people's favorite songs or, you know, cause like you hear a song on the radio and it might bring you back to that time where mm-hmm. I don't know, you, you did something fun with someone, you know, it, it just kind of like reminds you of a memory. And I like knowing the memory behind a song of some, someone I'm interviewing. It's like
1: nostalgia when you like you hear it and
2: it thinks it. Will. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, yeah. There's like a handful of songs, right. That like you just hear and it brings you right back to that place of that memory.
1: So, and though I guess in general, not really much in the podcast, what like were your inspirations that like motivated you to do the career path?
2: Yeah. Um, I think a big one was um, being in New York. So I am from New York. I grew up mostly on Long Island, but my whole family is from South Brooklyn. And I, when I was growing up, All I wanted to do was just live in New York City. Like I was like, I want to be in New York City. That's where I want to be. And then when I went to college, I went to very rural uh, New Hampshire. So the opposite of New York City. So I always like in college, uh, I was always like, I... I want to make it back to New York and I want to be living in New York and like living the hustle and bustle lifestyle. Um, so that was like a big motivator for me for a long time was just trying to get like back in New York and living in New York and surviving in New York. Um, so that was a big aspiration for me. Also, um, I want to, yeah, I wanted to like, feel like I was doing something that was meaningful. And, um, that's always been a really big push for me. Like I, I want to make things that people will relate to and listen to and like hear themselves in, or can relate to and empathize with. Um, so I think those are my two. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so when, uh, when you're podcasting, right, do you like, how's it like, when, well, I guess when you used to podcast, um, like, did you have like a certain thing like? algorithm you go by or was it just like i'm gonna go with my usual and then switch it up a
2: little bit like how was mm-hmm. it um i think that depends on the show like so um in my job um in your house <laughs> little pause um in my job now right so i make a lot lots of different shows um and each show has like a different formula kind of, or like a different setup or, um, different kind of format of the show Mm -hmm. or structure of the show. Um, so I think that when I'm producing episodes for different shows, I have that in mind. I have like the, the sound of the show, um, the, you know, what it's, what it sounds like, what the, what the stories are in the show and have that in in mind, um, and kind of try to stick to that format of the certain show I'm working on. Um, and then like when I was doing, my radio show, that was like really just me having fun. I would sort of stick to a format of like, I know that I'm asking these people to bring in songs and I know I'm going to ask people to bring in songs, but I was a little bit more lenient of like, let the conversation just go where it goes. Like it doesn't have to be so formulated. Um, But when I'm making shows now for work, I do a lot of research uh, to ask very s- certain, like very particular questions to my interviewee because I want certain things, certain information, and certain stories out of them, and I only have them for two hours, and I want to get the best tape, the best you know audio possible. Um, so I do a lot of research, and I even you know like do pre-interviews with them before the real interview, just to ask them tiny questions that give me kind of a hint of like what this good tape is going to be that I can then go and like really when I, I make like a a question doc, right? Mm-hmm. Like just a big list of questions that I have for the person that like they're questions that I know will um, get them to tell me the best stories. Mm-hmm.
1: So masad do you have anything Alan?
0: Um. Well, and when you were saying how you'd like, like I have like a pre-interview and kind of do like a lot of research, like what would you really say helps like open up the person to get more like stories out of them?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. It's like one of the hardest parts of our job, right? Is trying to get people comfortable and want to share their stories with us like a perfectly, you know, like we're strangers to them. Um, So I think that, uh, always be really nice, always be really polite. Um, every time I call someone, I like want them to know that like, I really appreciate their time. I'm excited to hear what they have to say. Um, so kind of like, you know, making sure they know that they're in good hands and, and yeah, I think that's one. I think the second one is be a really good listener. Um, I think that's like the most important part of podcasters jobs, of our jobs is to be really good listeners and not be so focused on what you're going to ask next. Like just be in the moment and hear what they're, hear what they're saying and asking like nice follow-up questions that makes them feel like they're being heard and listened to. And they'll kind of want to share more. Um, and then third, always asking follow-up questions. Follow-up questions are... (laughs) really important. And like following up with like, but how did that make you feel? Or so what happened next? Or why did that happen? And um, really trying to like build whatever they're telling you, try to build a little bit more and get a little bit more emotion. So how did you feel? How did you feel when that happened? How did you feel when this happened? Um, it's always a good story is like anecdotes and then reflection of how they feel. I think. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, having all they are nice to be in good hands. But, um, <laughs> I, well, what I was going to like ask afterwards was like, has there ever been a time or like a person you had interviewed where like they weren't 100% sure like how to get comfortable and like interviewing kind of.
2: Yeah, that uh, happens all the time. Unfor- you know, not unfortunately. I think that's OK. I mean, uh, I talk to so many people um, if I have an episode to make. um there's there's a, a number of people that i have to talk to and you know, sometimes it's like, I want to talk to someone who's an expert in this thing. So we're, I'm looking at a category of people and I'm having pre interviews with like 10 of them. And these pre interviews are just calls of just me calling and just asking some questions. And I can get kind of a sense of who they are and how comfortable they are. So if someone's kind of on the phone and sure they might be perfectly nice, but they might have a really monotone voice and not good for radio, I might kind of decide to go in a different direction because I want people to be really engaged with the person that they're listening to. Um, so I will have a lot of different conversations and sort of cast who I think would be be the best fit for the story that I'm telling. Um, and usually the kind of person that I'm looking for is someone who's like very, has a personality and, uh, can really like is is kind of charming right like you hear them and you're like oh this person sounds interesting or like i want to i want to like listen to what this person has to say um someone who's has like a lot of charisma um and someone who is like down to tell stories and down to like say how they feel um and not so like you know buttoned up yeah
0: (laughs) i understand well, like my next question could be kind of a tangent, but I hope you want to hear this. One. <laughs> yeah. But like, let's say you were given a fund to create like some form of a TV show or web show, just like with your music playlist. Now you can do anything that <laughs> show like narration or put a script. I don't know anything, but you can use like your playlist of music or but put your own spin on it. Mm-hmm. How would you go about that?
2: Does it have to be a TV show or could it be a podcast? It could be a podcast too.
0: <laughs> All right, um, Liberty I, podcast.
2: I, I think I'm more fit for podcasts. I'm going to stick to podcasts. I think that I would like to, I think, um, we're talking about my college radio show a lot and I always like loved that show. And I would actually love to do that again and a little bit more in a podcast realm and then have like really cool guests. Like, so in college I had cool guests, but they're all my friends, you know, (laughs) But it would be cool that like, if I could interview, uh, I don't know, like some of the biggest artists today about like songs that really mean something to them. Um, and their stories behind it. I think that's really neat. Um, I also love like music history and especially like, I'm really interested in like punk music and it would be fun to do sort of like an oral history of punk in the sixties or something, you know, punk in the seventies or music genre in the time that it was like big. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, if I could do any, any, anything, I would be either those two. All
0: right. So Aiden, do you want to add to that?
1: Yeah. Um. So like you're saying about art, uh, artists or something, if you had to, like, what would be your dream interview? If you, you could interview anybody. And, and anybody, Wow. What would
2: be like your dream interview? Oh, my gosh. That's a really hard question. There's so many. I, I, um I get. I feel like I would get really nervous because I'd be like, what what do I say to these people? Because probably like my answer is someone who like I really look up to or is like a hero of mine. Um, uh, Who hmm, who would I interview? Um, Probably a musician like I maybe like. um, I don't know maybe like Bob Dylan or like someone who has a lot of crazy stories from the sixties and, Mm -hmm. um, or like Mick Jagger from the Rolling Stones or something that has like just wild stories to share. Um, I think those would be really fun. Yeah. So,
1: um, like, what would you say? Do you ever have a, like, like I go back to what we was saying earlier. You ever had a podcast, like let's say you're interviewing Mm someone, and it just wouldn't click. Like, you were trying to give them give them questions and they would just respond with yeah, yeah. or oh, okay. Like have you had experience like
2: that? Yeah, definitely. Um imagine if that was just my answer, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it was it. <laughs> but though don't worry, I won't answer like that. <laughs> but um I have I have certainly been in a lot of situations where that is the case and it's really hard. And I think in the time in in the moment that that's happening, all you can do is sort of like Keep doing what you're doing, right? Like, keep trying to get the best tape. Our jobs as podcasters, is like, to get the best interview and to get the best tape possible. So, don't give up on that and uh, keep trying. But there's only so much you can get a person to do. And if it's maybe not clicking, then you know, if you're not on a live show. Um, you know, you could just sort of end end the interview when you feel like it's appropriate and maybe not use it. Or, you know, if you're, it's a live show, I would try to like, just make the best out of it or, or try to try to get the person comfortable. Or if you know the person, what, think about what would make them comfortable or what would make them kind of like crack out of their shell. Um, maybe it's like, some, something, you know, they like, right. So like, say you're interviewing someone who really likes soccer. Um, and we're talking about music and that person just like, doesn't have anything to say or like, doesn't feel comfortable talking about it. Um, maybe you switch, like switch the conversation to something that they are interested in and have like thoughts on. So maybe you were like, Hey, what's going on soccer nowadays? I don't know anything about soccer. Can you tell me about soccer? <laughs> That's like kind of a big broad, com- um, example, but
1: so if you had a podcast like to recommend to people or like, would you say in your opinion, what is like your best podcast where you felt like it could be interview, and where you felt like you really shined?
2: Yeah, um, I made an episode a few months ago um, for the show called Dress Codes, and um, it was a show that um, we interviewed people like very creative art artists people that, um, about four items of clothing in their life or like an article or an item that like really means something to them. So maybe it's like the jacket that you haven't thrown out since like seventh grade that you're like still wearing and really love. And it's because like your grandma gave it to you, you know, something like that. Um, I interviewed Camille friend who was the hairstylist behind black Panther and a few other movies. And she was so cool. She was so great. She was a great talker. She was so full of um, charm and just like, she had these really great stories. And so what we did was we formatted the episode a little bit differently where um, I was not in it at all. It was just like, I took myself out of the tape and Camille, just like we we made these like really nice vignettes of just her telling us about the memory behind this item. Mm -hmm. Um, And she had uh, one memory of the item was a silk scarf that her mom gave her. Mm -hmm. And she told the story about how she grew up in Arizona and her uncle had a barbershop and a beauty salon and how she just grew up there. And she was telling these memory like these stories and using really incredible vivid details, which is really important in podcasting because we can't see. Mm -hmm. So she was kind of describing the smells of the salon and the sounds that she was hearing and the, like the jazz and the, the vinyl. And, um, we actually sound designed it. We, I work with engineers and sound designers who like really made it come to life. And when you're listening to it, you're kind of just like getting lost in her world. And the the reason why I'm proud of that is because, uh, you know, we got the, we got those details from us, like asking those follow-up questions of like, can, like, can you like close your eyes and just like imagine, Just like, like, tell me what you see when you open the door to the barbershop. Like, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? And then like being able to get those vivid details, like goes so far in podcasting because you're only hearing a voice, right? You're only hearing us, but you can't see where we are. Mm. So, you know, it makes a big difference, I think.
1: So other than podcasts and what do you enjoy? I know I I correct me, I saw you dive in a little bit of karaoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, how'd you find that? Oh I, I I was just researching, I saw you I think you posted something say like your best karaoke.
2: Yeah, yeah. I do love karaoke. Um I uh it's one of my favorite activities to do with friends. Um it's music related, right? So I uh usually just like yeah on the weekends um try to do that i had my my holiday party we had our work holiday party on thursday and they actually surprised us with a karaoke room which was very cool yeah yeah so i like doing that so
1: back to music wise um so what do you like what would you say is like your favorite like let's say it's a typical day right Mm -hmm. free time what would you listen to like what would you put on
2: hmm. Um, it depends on my mood. I like you guys, I have like a very, um, wide variety of music taste. I, I like like, um, I like like rock and like garage rock and things like that. Um, so it will like lean towards that probably a little bit like heavier, a lot of guitar, things like that. Um, or I'll put on some like kind of quiet acoustic. If I'm like working really hard or like have to focus, I usually put on like nice soft, soft acoustic music that has like very little lyrics. So it doesn't distract me. You know, it's like good working music. Um, and then i also used to be a dancer so i like anything upbeat anything i can dance to i usually like so maybe that's like top 40 playlists or um things like that i i usually like to turn on to like get myself kind of happy and excited and usually you know friday after work
1: i think you said something about teaser denial was an album that you like is that something you your or no what's that uh teaser denial you said an album that you enjoyed
0: are you trying to say like Teens in Denial?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw it was mostly rock.
2: So yeah. Was- yeah. So, so, um, I, I think I tweeted that 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 was yeah. my favorite album of the decade was Teens of Denial yeah. by Car Seat Headrest. And I
1: couldn't tell if you were joking.
2: No, yeah. was, <laughs> yeah. I, I really love that band. I, I, um, Wow. You guys are so well-researched. I'm so impressed, but, um, uh, So yeah, this band car seat headrest is, uh, a band that I started liking a few years ago and a few years ago I found that album and I like was an album that really clicked with me at the time. Like I really liked what I heard. I liked the lyrics and I liked like the kind of chaos of the sounds. Like if you listen to the album, it was like, it's a lot of like crazy guitar, like loud kind of, um, spare yeah there's like a lot there's a lot going on and I really uh, I really liked that at the time and I still like it's one of my favorite uh, probably the album that I connected to the most in the last few years
1: so do you have anything to add to that
0: or? not really um, do you have like a favorite album of your own like specifically like oh. a, like a full on album like does not have to be anything in yeah. particular
1: Um, I would have to say my favorite album I know it's a little weird it's definitely a tie between little TJ Album, And I know, you might not
2: know. What's that? Uh, no, I don't.
1: Uh, he's like an artist. Mm-hmm. He's a rapper. Um, but other than rap, maybe something. I like, I do like album. I like the few Katy Perry projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the thing with uh, most pop music. Um, if you can add this one. I just feel like certain music, like rock or punk. I feel like some people may say they lost its popularity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because like some people in that genre can't really, they don't really innovate it they just stick to the like the same yeah type so like do you think like punk or rock like the loss of popularity is due to like the less innovation or do you think it's just
2: the yeah that's really interesting i think that hmm i think that it's hard to do something new it's hard to innovate um because people sometimes it takes a really long time for people to like something new. So I think that that's why, you know, maybe some music kind of sounds the same where like, you know, you might be listening to the radio and like mix up songs. Cause they sort of have similar <laughs> chords or similar lyrics. And, um, like with that, it's like people know it works, right? And they kind of stick to it. Yeah. But when you find that thing that is like different and interesting and like weird. And you're like, Oh, I really like this. Like, that's like the best feeling, right? Like you kind of like discover something, um, with punk and rock, like punk, um, was so like when it first came out, like when people started like playing punk music, it was so different. It was so different. Like, cause it it comes from a time of like when folk music was really in, which was like pretty guitar playing, you know, like very quiet. And, but then punk comes in and they like plug in their guitar and just like go kind of crazy. And everybody's like, what the heck is this? Like what's going on here? And kind of like startled people. Um, and now, you know, like I, I don't, I think that there are people still doing that. Right. Cause it's punk was so big and, and so successful and, um, But yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, I think about it all the time. Like it's hard to find things that are different. Um, But I think that that just takes a lot of like listening time and discovery, which is something that I like to do is like trying to find that thing that feels different or weird. And yeah, but that's a good question. How do you feel about it?
1: Um, I feel like for certain people, I feel like, like I remember my favorite artists from it were like Lincoln Park Uh and Audio Slave. Okay, I liked him because um, I feel like they 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 kept it, but they put their own spin on it. Yeah, because it's very hard to innovate, like you were saying. But sometimes you can put your own thing where it's like, okay, this was made by this person. Mm-hmm. Like certain people will have that like trademark or that yeah. just, that sound. Yep, that's known with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you like? Do you think when punk came out of rock, like, do you think was the really the outcast at that time like, of genre? What is say
2: uh, say that again? What do you? When um, punk
1: and rock came out, do you think it was like kind of like the outcast of that time?
2: Yeah, I think so. Like, I definitely think punk was punk yeah. was like, um, kind of just like, what are you guys doing? You know, like yeah. they're really reckless on the stage, and um, their lyrics were sort of just like not as sweet and um, polished as like what was going on, like back, like, cause it, there was rock and roll happening, but rock and roll was very like, um, kind of like, what's the word people use rockabilly, which is like, kind of like fun, like rock, like rock music, which is like Elvis and things sure. like that, which I like Elvis. And I like, think it's really fun, but punk was like distorted. Like it was just like rough. Yeah. Um, so i think that yeah it was it was probably an outcast when it was like first coming on it was a little bit like underground yeah yeah
1: so on um, do you have
0: i mean to, to that discussion i don't really have a lot to say you guys are way more recent and prepared for that <laughs> i would say i'm more in the hip-hop right criteria of things in terms of music mm-hmm. On the topic of innovation, there are a few artists out there who are trying to keep things original and have their own taste to it. And me personally, I do listen to some mainstream stuff on the radio here mm-hmm. and You got Dominican, Spanish, pop, and all that in the radio. But I listen to a lot more like underground, not so much mm-hmm. up there stuff. Mm-hmm. But if I had to pick one thing mainstream that I feel could use some innovation, it's more like... Like pop, EDM, like, like regular music, like yeah. the standard everyday music that people normally listen to. It's all over, it's in supermarkets, mm-hmm. cars, it's in apartment buildings, it's in elevators. And I feel like a lot of people say it sounds the same. Like, I was watching a YouTube video like some years ago, and I was like, you know, how many years do you think it would take for music to become stale? Like, how would mm-hmm. every sound possible? And it says, well, at least for that time, that you wouldn't have to worry about that for another 70, 80 years, because <laughs> one tone can be recreated like yeah. 2,000 times or something. There's different notes too. So that's something else I figured I could add.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. And you think about like, um, a lot of music now there's so much like sampling, right? Like if you think of like Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars and Mark Ronson, there's so much that they borrowed from other things. Like there's a lot of borrowing happen, which happening, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing if they're crediting the right people, you know, but, um, it's interesting, like how people are sort of like adding to, um, yeah, like different genres and different decades. And I mean, cause Uptown Funk was a total throwback, right? It was a total throwback to like, James Brown in the 60s and like really fun and then Bruno Mars and and Mark Ronson like put their spin on it to make it one of like the most popular songs now. Mm-hmm. It's interesting.
1: Um so I guess it's really open to question like how do you feel has music really changed
2: the way you live or like change your life? <sighs> yeah, in a lot of ways. Um, it's music is like what I um Music is like what helps me like deal with emotions, right? If I'm sad or, you know, yeah. Like I I put on music to sort of like make me feel better or maybe like help me, you know, feel how I'm feeling. Um, I also like it's it's like kind of like a constant inspiration to me. Like it's, um, a constant interest, right? Like I'm always interested in listening to new music and it's become a hobby of mine too, of like find, like trying to discover new things and discover new music and things like that. Um, and music has helped me connect with a lot of people too. Like, I think some of my closest friends are people who like music just as much as I do are musicians themselves. And, um, I think that we like, can chat about it a lot and like um, sort of like share our feelings and stories behind artists that we like and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So um,
2: do you have any take on that?
0: Um, I, once again, I don't really have that much of a take on that either. Mm -hmm. But I, but I will say, I mean, to innovate music, it's easy and hard one in the same as at one point in my life for the past couple of years to so recent, I've also delved into music and audio production. And as far as like the actual sounds go like for instrumentals and movies, songs or just video games, whatever it can be, it, it does take some time like crap, like the more basic stuff you can do in a couple of hours, couple of days, but some of the more serious stuff can take weeks or months and they go for a lot so
1: yeah. Um, in innovation, I know I see like for innovation, I feel like most people who innovate like there's no middle ground. I feel like a lot of people it's either they don't innovate at all, or it's like something where it's like okay, little too much now. <laughs> uh, like some artists, off the top of my head, um, you can come in if you want to. Um, um I was like maybe someone like Billy Eilish, uh uh-huh. someone like that where she innovates. Yeah, she's good at innovating, but it's like. Well, for her, it's like she has her own sound. Yep. Because I I, first time I I remember hearing her, I was like, okay, she's different. Because she has this, like, her music is kind of, like, hard to describe. It's like this eerie feeling. It's quite dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that feeling when you put it on, you start getting little goosebumps. Yeah. (laughs) It's something where it's just, like, it's really all about, um, because she... For the lyrics, it's like, she's very mysterious. Yeah. Like, either her clothing, her appearance. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's a very mysterious artist. And um, I just feel like well, for her, she's kind of in her own lane a little bit. Mm-hmm. But some people might say, um, like, she's doing it too much. Because, like, I, I know there was a few artists that... Like sounds like her, but it's like it's not as thing. You know? Yeah. So, um, what do you what do you think of her?
2: Yeah, I agree. I think you're right. Like, I think that she she is like innovating because she's on the top forty, right? She's yeah. like being played on the radio. But when you when you listen to her song, like, okay, let's like use Bad Guy for example, right? Like when you're hearing Bad Guy next to like a Taylor Swift song, next to, um, who else, um, a Katy Perry song, mm-hmm. right? It sounds so so different because it's very mysterious and dark and kind of like haunting while other pop songs are very like upbeat and pop pop, you know? So I think she's kind of like merging, she's doing a little bit of like merging genres. I don't know what the second genre is. Like, I guess pop pop is one. I, maybe I'm only saying that cause it's like, it's on the radio and yeah. yeah. But I, I think that, yeah, I do. I do think that she's like interesting and different than what we've like, what we're seeing which is exciting. And I'm glad that like, she's getting the hype that she's getting. Cause it's always fun to like hear mm-hmm. things that people are doing differently. Um, yeah.
1: So for, I guess, uh, more really illish, um, I probably botched the name. Um, <laughs> so for her, um, like some people might say, I guess this will lead to more people. Um, some people might say like, do you think innovation, do you think there's a limit Mm. Or do you think it's like, because, like, music is very, like, when I hear really strong, I'm like, it's some some of the songs, like, it's not, it's not like the regular song where it's like catchy hook. Mm -hmm. But it it sometimes, for me, it surprises me because it's like, it's still on Billboard. Yeah. It's like, you don't hear her doing the chorus that's mad catchy, like, bad Mm -hmm. guy. That was more her, like, mainstream. Yeah. Like, you'll hear something like, all girls go to heaven or something Mm -hmm. like that. And it's just like, it's just this vibe, I guess, where it's like it's not catchy but it keeps you intrigued yeah because it's like it's like you're watching this mysterious character and like you're like just the way she like the way she does it like you heard her new song um
2: um I had a dream gotta you should check it out um yeah
1: well she did like a thing where it was like basically the beat was there but it was like she was talking about how like she basically had a dream where she died and like nobody cared and she was going into that and just her voice like She has a very unique voice where like she can say anything, Mm -hmm. but it still sounds like she's saying something important or mysterious. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's interesting. That's like a good ear. Like that's really I like the way that you're like describing that. I think that innovation, like I think that when you are out to innovate, like I think that Billy and like a lot of different artists, like they have to understand that not everyone can like everything, yeah. you know, there's going to be some people that only like bad guy. There's going to be some people that only like Taylor Swift and not Billy Eilish or I, yeah, I'm probably also not yeah. saying her name right. But, um, I, I think that like, just underst- understanding that, like, you're not going to please everybody, right? Like not everybody is going to like everything. So I think that what her like artists, innovation or like her, whatever is like driving her, like she should stick with it. Right. Like she should just like keep going and like, keep doing what is inspiring her and feeling like creatively fulfilling to her. And, um, like, I I'd say that to like any creative person of like, if you want to make something, make it, you know, like make it. Cause it's going to feel exciting to you. And there's going to be some people who are like really into it. And there might be people that maybe not, and that's fine. You know? I think for a certain
1: access, like maybe someone like it's more I guess reversal topic like Drake
2: uh-huh. the
1: thing with him is like he does everything yeah so like let's say what Billie Eilish may like cause Billie Eilish she's mad really popular like her views are not many people are touching Billy Eilish she dethroned the old time road mm-hmm. with that guy and but the thing about like like someone like Drake or someone who's like more mainstream they like they appeal to like I guess more demographics yeah like Billie Eilish Hard demographic, though, that she appeals to is a very strong one. Right? Yeah. But, like, someone like Drake, like, he does Spanish. Mm-hmm. He does, um, well, it's, like, for Drake, I feel like, like, he kind of, like, switches with the times. Yeah. So, like, back in the day, he used to do that sad R&B. Then mm-hmm. when he saw, like, oh, R&B, that's, that's going. Yeah. And he was, like, all right, let me do more, like, hard rap. Right. Then he was like, all right, let me switch it up. Then he, he did Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for him, what he does is like, let's say Drake, right? wants well, to do EMD. All right. Um, how that?
0: EDM music. Yeah.
1: EDM. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's an L right there. Um, <laughs> let's say he wants to do EM. He would get someone like marshmallow or someone who's like in that genre. Yeah. To really like put his name in that market. Yeah. So like, let's say he just, he did a Spanish song. He did something with NUL or oh, like kind of what 6 9 did. Mm-hmm. He made a song like, I feel like the best thing to do is like what Drake does is that like, he takes a little bit of the innovation mm-hmm. and mixes it with the normal. Yeah. So I feel like something with Billie Eilish could really succeed in is if she took a little normal, then kept that innovation. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like sometimes for new people, they must be like, oh, my God, it's too much. It's too crazy. Right. It's too out there. And that might draw people away. But if it's something like Drake, how he has a little bit of the out there. Yeah. But then he has that normal stuff where it's like he's really um his demographic could be very large cuz it's like he appeals to many demographics. Mm-hmm. But someone like Billie Eilish it looks like she just she's doing her thing. Yeah. She's being herself for someone like Drake it looks like he doesn't really fit into uh, how i say this. He doesn't really like want to appeal to a certain demographic. Mm-hmm. He just wants to like appeal to like mainstream
2: you know yeah yeah um it kind of goes back to like what you were saying with uh like you were saying to add a little bit of your own spin to to like songs or yeah you're like what you were saying earlier to just like kind of put your own spin to things like to the traditional things yeah
1: yeah um so do you have anything to add
0: Honestly, I really don't have anything that. So I'd say you're the innovator of knowing innovators because you know,
1: a like <laughs> he I does. Have a few ideas it's in my
0: queue and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I like got so much more of me. So I was like, you know,
1: I, I
2: think I let you go with that one. I have a question. So how do you guys discover music? Like, what, what, how do you find new music to listen to?
0: Hmm. Me, personally, I usually find new music through other people. Like, nine times out of ten, if I'm in someone else's car for the first time or I'm hanging out with other people, I'd ask them, you know? They're like, yo, you want the Orcs? I'm like, nah, play your
2: music. Play (laughs) what you
0: have on your playlist. I want to hear, like, the kind of music you listen to. And I would always find out. I'd ask them, like, questions about the songs or I'd just be, like, looking through songs on YouTube or one of my other platforms and it reappears, like, new music. Mm
1: -hmm. Cool. Um, For me, I feel like... I don't like to stick to, like, the same, like, for me, I can listen to the same song a hundred times, but then I have to listen to a song that's, like, all the way out there. Like, I feel like for certain stuff, I like to, like, I like to dibble in certain genres Mm because I feel like if you, let's say you only listen to emo, Mm -hmm. eventually emo, the whole genre, you, you, because I feel like for certain genres, you hear one song, Mm You kind of hear them all. Mm -hmm. So I feel like to spice it up a little bit, you know, I listen to like, I listen to a a few genres. Mm -hmm. For some, like, I'll listen to maybe like one rock song or one song just to spice it up. Yeah. I feel like for certain genres, a lot of people in that genre, once you heard one song, like, let's say 10 songs, you hear them all. Mm -hmm. And eventually you'll just be replaying the same exact
2: thing. Yeah. Bored of the genre. So how do you like deal with that? Yeah, that's interesting. That's good that you mix it up. I also mix it up. I like, I like listening to different genres. I like listening to albums all the way through. Like I, I definitely am also like a, I can listen to an album a lot and a lot of different times and still like find things interesting or find things new and exciting that I like, you know some of my favorite bands I'll go back and listen and and find like a new favorite song of mine of their album or something um and then I use spotify pretty like regularly to find new music of like if i'm on an artist page right and then they have like the thing that says like here are some similar artists and then like usually i'll go check those out and spotify also like makes some cool playlists that like take what you already listen to and then make a playlist of songs that you might like like based off of what you already listen to. So I find new music a lot through Spotify. Okay. Um, oh my. (laughs) Do you have anything?
0: Um, not necessarily, but, um, I kind of want to ask, like, like being that you're a part of, like, Spotify, what is it like, like using the application also having that kind of system, (laughs) like does the icon change colors?
2: Uh, They're, they're, um, so yeah, I work, I work for a company that was recently like bought, like, so I work for Spotify sort of <laughs> uh, like we're we're like an arm of Spotify. Um, and so Spotify is like this really big company. Yeah. Um, and I have been listening to music and podcasts through Spotify for so long. And, um, I was pretty excited when I got to start working with Spotify mm-hmm. Um, so as a Spotify employee, um, I think that we get like early testing, like early, you know, like they might like test a playlist or something and we like might see it in our app before other people see it in their app, which is cool it's nice to see those things. And like, did you guys see the, the wrapped campaign where like, you can look at your Spotify account and they like look at all of the music that you've listened to however many years that you've had Spotify and they kind of like break it down for you. And they're like, here's Mm -hmm. your artist of the decade. And here's your top five albums that you listened to the most in 2010 or something. Um, It's kind of cool to see, like, it's crazy that um, to like, look, I, I was looking at mine and uh, there was one part where I was like saying your favorite song and your favorite album of the year. And I was like looking through, I was like, oh, yeah, I did listen to that song so many times in 2012. And here's why. Like, here's the reason why I did that, you know. Um, and it's fun to like kind of see that that like your own listening data, I guess.
1: Yeah. So for you, when you used to dive in the podcast and you ever like listen
2: to your own or do you feel like it's like a little weird? So I don't um, usually. And it's because mostly because I spend so much time actually making the thing. Right. So I'm spending like weeks and weeks and weeks working on an episode that I'm like, I'll oh, put it out in the world. I can't listen to it anymore. <laughs> um, but I, I definitely listen to a lot of podcasts, but, um, my own, I usually, I'm like listening to it so much when I'm making it that when it's like, out in the world, I'm, I'm like, I've listened to it too many times. I just want other people to listen. Yeah. With the rounds of editing and like just constant, constant re-editing, right? Like it takes a lot, it takes a long time. Like what I do is I interview people for like two hours, multiple people, and then having to cut all of that down to like 20 minutes so that's like you know eight hours of tape that you got to listen to and cut down to 20 minutes and sort of like put in story form so it's a lot of editing a lot of writing and a lot of just like reconfiguring and there's just a lot of versions of a script like when you listen to a podcast there's probably like 18 different versions of that podcast that they've just been working on for so long
1: yeah so um what was
2: what was the longest podcast or interview that you ever recorded Uh, Longest interview would probably be like two and a half hours. Um, uh, And then the longest podcast, the longest podcast, like I think I've, I've made like, we, we have the saying that we use where it's like... 40, 20, 40, That's like the number that you want to stay between like yeah. 20 minutes to 40 minutes is like the perfect listening, um, time, uh, for like narrative podcasts that like we make. Um, so I, I haven't made like super long form yeah. podcasts, mostly because it's like, it's hard to listen to something for uh, like, you know, a long amount of time. So uh, it's it's all about kind of taking those long interviews that we're doing and cutting them down to like the very best of them. You know, the very best mm. pieces of tape.
1: Because like, even with this, or, like even with this interview, there'll be certain points where I guess like, at least while I listen to interviews, I see like there's certain points where like towards the end most likely, the person starts losing interest. Mm. And like you can hear like that, like let's say like, let's say in the beginning, they're like explaining, right? Yeah. it just drop down to, yeah, that's because blank. And then slowly, So I feel like for long podcasts, it's really, it's really when, like, what time or, like, their mood they're in. Yeah. If you you catch somebody in a really happy mood, they can go on for a while. Right. Still keep that general. Right. But if you get someone who's, like, maybe kind of tired, they they don't want... the mood might change or might be worse. So for podcasting or like interviews or even with your co-host, I feel like you really got to feel their mood out. Yeah, totally. Because it, it's better to have someone. Uh, sometimes I feel like for me when I record, it's better to have nobody than someone who's like, yeah. Yeah. Because I you feel like. Yeah, because I feel like for <laughs> podcasts, certain people, they don't have the voice, but they could still be interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's just that. It's really all about, like, how, like, motivated they are to, like, get a good interview out. Totally. Because it's, like, it's a two-man job. Yep. You can't, or how many people are interviewing. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to just, because, like, you can put as much motivation, as much charisma in it, with the person you're interviewing, and this is vice versa. Like, I've seen interviews, and they're just, they're really bad. Yeah, they're t- it's hard to listen
2: to. Yeah, because yeah. it's,
1: like, the person who's getting interviewed is asking? I've seen this. They're asking. They're asking more questions to the person who are interviewing them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like, like, what would you do know in that situation? I'll say a situation. Let's say like, you, like, if you came to here, right? Mm-hmm. And all questions were like, "So how are you doing today?" <laughs> <laughs>
2: and be like, I'm doing "How are you?" <laughs> um. Yeah, that's interesting. I I. Uh, I think that like, if I were interviewing someone and they kept trying to interview me, I would be like, Oh, they're deflecting. They're like, why are you deflecting? Like, I'd be like, no, 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 no. (laughs) That's not how, you know, like I would, I would probably be deflecting back and being like, no, this isn't about me. You know, like, um, I mean, I think conversation is good, right? Like yeah. we're having a conversation. I'm asking you some questions. You're asking me some questions. And I think that w- that's what makes an interview good is when it's like um, an open conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if someone, if someone is like closed off, I mean, we were talking about this earlier yeah. too. Like if someone's closed off, it's not going to be an interesting listen because it's not, I don't want to hear that you had a good day and it's raining outside. I want to hear like (laughs) what actually happened, like what happened that your day was good? Like what were the good things that happened today? And like, let's dive in, like, let's dive into it. I don't want to, I don't want just like a one sentence answer, you know?
1: Cause like you could really, I feel like in my opinion, you could really make anything interesting. Mm -hmm. Like Let's say like there's snow thing we're talking about. Let's say how was your snow day? And they're like, it's cool. They could be like, oh, shuffling snow was very hard. Yeah. There's a lot of things. It was blocking off of me doing this and that. I was like driving 50 miles an hour, was speeding out of my way. <laughs> and, like, meow, meow. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, There's a level between like overhype or something. And then sometimes you got to like, sometimes I feel like for some things, you got to hype it up a little bit. Like let's say for like the snow day or like anything. You're like, oh, I got my, my car broke down. Yeah. it could be it could be really boring you could just be like yeah my car broke down because I ran out of gas That's and then they're gonna reaction. be like they're just gonna click off yeah feel like my car broke down I was doing a gas I was in the middle of the highway I felt so scared that when you put when you put detail it shows like you're you actually care about what you're talking about yeah because like you can make anything boring but you can also make anything interesting totally it's just really about because like for certain people some people are just they're born great talkers like that's what like for like certain people who do promos like let's say The Rock you know him? Yeah. Yeah. Um, He was just born a great talker because he can talk to a point he can talk about anything but he has a thing he has the really I feel like the most important thing with podcasts and promos is really charisma. Yeah. Because if you don't have it you could be talking about the most crazy story. Yeah. If you're like So, um, today
2: it's just, you're so right. You're very right. Like that. And that's like something that, um, I think about constantly. Right. So I always say that a good podcast host is like a good party host. Right. So what, like a good party host is someone who is like, there, like right when you walk in, you're like, Hey, how's it going? Like, what's going on? Like, tell me about your day. You know, like you're excited. You're asking questions. Yeah. You're very enthusiastic. You're like welcoming people to your home. Okay. You're welcoming people to yeah. sit down with you and chat with you on a microphone. Like it's, it's a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, some people, they might not have that same yeah. voice and that like takes practice. Like mm-hmm. that's not, you know, some, some people have it and some people need to you know, like everything. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I agree. Like stories are so much better when they, when it's just, it's like, you know, when there's a beginning, middle end, but not only a beginning, middle end, but like a lot of emotion. Right. Like, so I was feeling scared. So like you were saying, like I was walking down, I was like, I, my car broke down and I was like in the middle of the highway and I was really scared because I, I I didn't know what to do. And like, I didn't know who to call like that. It like raises the stakes a little, right. You're like kind of on the edge of your seat. You're like, Oh my God, but who did you call? And how did you get like, you know, and you wouldn't stop the story there. Right. Like if I were like, Oh man, I got into a car accident and, uh, or like my, my, my car broke down. The next question is, okay, but then what? You know, like, or like if I were to be like, oh, I woke up this morning and I looked out my window. And if I ended the story there, it's not a story, you know? And it's like, you got to... Instead, it's like I opened my window and I saw a bird and the bird's like wing was broken. And I was, you know, I was like really worried for this bird. And like, you know, you have to like add like stakes to a story. Not like a cliffhanger ending what you're saying. Connor. Yeah. Or like if there is a cliffhanger. I mean, you don't want to leave people with cliffhangers because yeah. then they're like, what? Huh? But you want them to leave feeling like you you resolved something or yeah. like there's a resolution to the story. So maybe the resolution to that story is like, Um, I went and like got the bird into a box and then I like brought it to a vet and the vet like fixed its wing and then like we set it free. And then like, that's super rewarding, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like we had this journey of finding a bird who was hurt and then we brought it to the, you know, there was like, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened and then resolution, which is like, it got, you know.
1: And sometimes, even if the ending is bad, sometimes if the journey is good enough, the ending doesn't like. Yeah, I feel like for certain movies or in I guess in pop culture, I feel like it's like okay, they're like just do the ending good. (laughs) Yeah. So the ending is good, but you're like nobody wants to watch like the two hours leading up to the ending. Yeah. Because it's like you have the best ending, pay off, resolution. Yeah. But if the filler parts. Don't people don't care about it? They're not gonna care. Like it's like in, in a movie. You don't care about the characters. Mm-hmm. You won't care about what happens to them. Right. So I feel like for certain movies, like sometimes the journey, like let's say Star Wars, mm-hmm. the the ending could just be the cliche: the bad guy loses, mm-hmm. but if the journey is good enough. And it was like they were like there was certain points where like you doubted them, but they came back and just like if the journey was good. I feel like it could really. The ending doesn't really have to be good. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that in a good story, you constantly want people to be engaged and you want people to know what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what you're saying about the journey. Like you want people to go on the journey with you and you want to like give people the important details to like really follow it and really invest in it. And like, you want to make the characters people that you want to see succeed or like you want them to like accomplish something because that will make them want to go on the journey even more. Um, and that's just like the key of good storytelling. And, um, that also takes practice, right? Like we could, you know, you could take anything and make a good story out of it. Um, but it's all about, yeah, like I, it's, it's all about, I, I always say like, uh, like story, good stories are anecdotes and then reflection and emotion. Um, so yeah. Yeah.
1: So when did you first realize, like you found like your voice in podcasts? Cause earlier you were talking about like some people like their voice. So like, when did you first like
2: that, like your really voiced down where it's like, okay, this is my Yeah. I think that I'm still working on that. Um, I, a lot of what I do, I do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. So I like write scripts, but I'm not voicing the scripts. So like there'll be a host that reads the script or something like that. Um, I think that I, I do a lot of like writing on the side. So like I choose to like, try to figure out what my voice is. Um, you know, maybe I'll journal or maybe I'll like, be inspired by something I listen to or read, like I'm inspired by like a book I read, then I will like, you know, take a stab at like just writing some, like just, I spend a lot of time exercising my brain in that way of like, yeah, writing is really important in podcasting and, and storytelling. So like just constantly being able to like work on how I tell stories, um, through writing. And, um, so I think that's like, that's definitely something that is always something people are working on is like trying to find their voice. And then, but when you listen to people who like have their voice, it's like, wow, that's really good. Like one of my favorite podcast hosts, he has such a distinct voice. His name is Jonathan Goldstein and he has this podcast called heavyweight and it's my favorite podcast ever. And, um, This the host is so himself and he's so dry humored and makes these really silly jokes. And like when you listen to the show, you just like know him, you know? You know you know who this guy is. You know Jonathan. Like and that's also what makes a good podcast is is it feels like you know them, you know.
1: Um, so going to the new year, do you, do you
2: have any goals set for yourself? Yeah, I, I would like to make my own podcast or make something like I make a project that is just my own personal project. So at work, I'm doing a lot of different podcasts for, you know, lot of different shows. Um, but I would like to do something for my, like just something for my own curiosity and kind of figure out what that is. Um, so I would like to be a little bit more creative and personally, like personally driven in 2020, 2020. Um, and what else, what what other goals? Um, I think that's my biggest one is I would like to like do something that is like personally creative fulfilling.
1: Um, so I guess uh, I'm just gonna say my um signing off. Yeah. So for my message of the day, um, if you want to add in too, um, I guess for you would be um I would see, I see you have a lot of dreams and I see you have a lot of you know motivation so far. Mm-hmm. I would just say keep that. Yeah. And I would just say just keep doing what makes you really happy. Because at the end of the day. You could be getting, you can be doing something, and it could be the, it could be the most paid job. But if you're not happy, you won't enjoy it. Yeah. So the best thing I would recommend for you is just keep doing something that makes you happy. And for our, the best thing for you would probably be just stay, stay happy, stay enjoying it, mm-hmm. and just just stay upbeat.
2: Yeah, um, um, yeah. I just want to say thank you again. This was really fun. I'm so impressed. You guys are so well researched, and you guys, you're like you you know how to tell a good story. You're on it, and I I think what you guys are doing is so exciting and fun. And like, just stay stay doing what you're doing. Like, just uh, take the advice that you gave me and take it to you too. Like that was really good advice, and I think that um, I'm excited for like what you guys have in store for the future. Cool.
0: Well um, I just wanted to say again um, Carrie Ann Thank you again for coming on To the Million Vault League podcast It was yeah. a
2: pleasure having you And
0: I uh, really had a lot of fun this discussion um, We got to carry and Learned through a lot today So I just wanted to say Thanks again for coming out again And my name is Rodney And this is the Million Vault League podcast I'm signing off And you have a wonderful day
1: Aiden um, here signing off I would just like to see The last thing to say Stay motivated Never give up signing off from MVL Podcast. MVL Million Volt League Podcast.